Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid. Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. This is Darnell there. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible angle. Fun years are still ahead here in Edmonton. Mike Smith. Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army back bar and in. Love save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 check. in Wembley, England, passing away 32 years later in Mayfair, England. Again, Keith Moon, born today. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Yes, it's Brendan Escott back with you for another week here alongside Cody Jansen, who joins me on the other side of the glass here at the 630 Ched Studios. And uh, you know what? Uh, Frankly... Just a tough show to step in and and do today with the news over the weekend that uh, Edmonton Oil Kings prospect Caleb Reimer has passed away along with two other young hockey players in a car accident down on BC's coast uh, over the overnight uh, late 
I guess early Saturday morning is, is when it would be. So uh, the 2019 first round draft pick out of the Bantam draft for your Edmonton Oil Kings. He played 19 games with the franchise last year. Did Caleb Reimer and he loses his life at uh, 16 years old in in a car accident and along with uh, Ronan Sharma of the Langley Rivermen and Parker Magnuson, all three kids, members of the Delta Hockey Academy down there at some point, they are clients as I understand it, or um, at least Caleb would have been of, of TSC hockey. And, and so it just another day in the hockey community where it's, it's absolutely tragic, Cody. And, you know, you harken back not too far, of course, to the Humboldt Broncos incident. And before that is it's it's such a tight-knit community and this sort of thing just rips your heart out when you hear about it yeah it's been a tough 48 hours at least you know in the hockey community and unfortunate things like this do happen and you know having the Humboldt situation touch so closely to home for me you know just knowing that these are up-and-coming hockey players who you know haven't got to experience what some of us were so lucky to do it it really breaks your heart yeah again 19 full games for uh, Caleb Reimer last year with the Oil Kings and a great season Uh, there was statement and I should say this as well uh, general manager Kurt Hill he put out a statement, as did head coach Brad Lauer, this afternoon right at the at 2 o'clock here as the show wraps up. They will be holding a, a press conference to discuss the, the tragic passing of Caleb Reimer. But Kurt Hill saying in a statement, quote, I will never forget the first phone call we had the day we drafted him to the organization and the excitement of Caleb on the other line, or the other end of the line. We will all remember his first WH, WHL goal at the downtown community arena and the pure joy and excitement that followed in his celebration with his teammates, end quote. And this, that was Kurt Hill. This next one from Brad Lauer here says, again, remembering his first WHL goal, the excitement that he had, the exuberance reaction from his teammates it was obvious that in a short time he became an integral part of our group so Caleb Reimer gone at just 16 years old as well our thoughts with the whole hockey community of course but as well with the families of Ronan Sharma of the Langley Rivermen in the BC Hockey League and Parker Magnuson who was uh, was a top prospect in his own right uh, tough news there Jimmy Hayes as well former Boston College member uh, former Boston Bruin had a cup of coffee around 350 or so NHL games he has passed away at 31 years old this was a second round pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2008 last played in the NHL in 2017-18 for New Jersey that was one of seven NHL seasons for Jimmy Hayes Uh, 19 goals for him in 2014-15 he does leave behind a wife two kids and his brother Kevin Hayes who has signed a deal with the Philadelphia Flyers a couple years ago and and again, just, you know, a tragic start to this hockey week. Yeah, to read that one this morning was tough. And you, and you think about, you know, leaving behind a wife and two kids and, you know, how he did leave the game a little early too so he can move on with his life and how much he's accomplished. And then you hear all the words from people who played with him, who know him, and, and no one said a bad thing about Hayes, you know, his brother. They're, they're those glue guys that you need in the hockey world. They're the reason why we love playing hockey. We love going to the rink. So that's another tough one. And you listen to how they talk and the stories that they would tell 
and you know Kevin Hayes obviously with the notoriety of his game and how well he's been sustaining his game over the last 10 years and that sort of thing Jimmy had the the sort of flash in the pan season I suppose in 2014-15 there looked like he could be a real player but uh, you know when you're talking about or uh, hearing the stories or listening to the way that they talk about their experience at the pro hockey level these are genuine honest to goodness hockey players right they do it for the love of the game the way that they describe how they experience things is just kind of different and it, it resonates different I always say, I mean, it's special if you get to play one game in the league, but to play multiple and play as long as you did have that success, you know, that that's incredible to begin with. And, and right now it's it's just sad. It's such a shame that his kids won't get to grow up with, you know, what would have been a great hockey dad, a great father, and as you said, gone too soon. And more information likely to come out on that front and, uh, you know, the, the next day or two or what have you. But again, Jimmy Hayes is uh, confirmed passed away at 31 years old. Uh, you want to keep in touch with us, you can do so on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Live entertainment back with Honeymoon Suite and the Headpins. They take the stage September 3rd. April Wine rocking the house September 18th in Hotel California. The Eagles tribute band, they play Friday, October 29th. Details at rivercreeresort.com. 780-496-0063 is also the Ashley Fine floors text line get the new floors you've always wanted 143rd street 111th avenue or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more we're on twitter as well at oilers now i am at brendan escott that's brendan with an e not an a or an o or an i or a y and uh, cody is at janner 31 underscore Today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling is the passing of the three young teenage hockey players in BC over the weekend. Top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Single vehicle car accident in Surrey. It happened just after 3 o'clock Saturday morning uh, into a tree. And by the time that first responders were on scene, all three occupants had passed. He was, again, was Caleb Reimer, the 2019 uh, Bantam draft selection out of the first round for the Edmonton Oil Kings. He was an 18th overall pick, was a forward, big body, six foot three, about 195 pounds, and uh, gone far too soon after just 19 career games played. We'll press pause a little early here on Oilers Now. Come back with the Audio Vault, NHL Today, and more. It's Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen, and once again this week on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott in the big chair again this week. Cody Jansen helping out ever so astutely. It's great having a sort of a partner in crime on this show. Now I know what I mean to Bob because I know what you mean to me when I host. And it's kind of enriching. When they let the kids take <laughs> control of the helm for summer. Yes, that's right. Uh, hey, three weeks in a row. I, I'm glad that I have the trust. That's all I can say. So uh, talking about some of the tragic news over the weekend, unfortunately, uh, just to add on to that, <laughs> Rod uh, Gilbert. Mr. Ranger passing away at 80 years old, uh, one of the most, you know, reading about him, and this isn't somebody that I was alive to watch, and getting to read about what he meant to the Rangers organization all 18 years of Rod Gilbert's career, uh, career played in uh, the Blue Shirts. 
And I guess that's how you earn the moniker, Mr. Ranger. But it sounds like not only was he an integral piece on the ice, but a, a true leader in every sense. And we'll get some thoughts from John Shannon on this uh, coming up a little later on in the show. But Mr. Ranger passing away at 80. And I am excited to hear from Ron Duguay as well. And, you know, at, at the one o'clock hour here, we'll get, uh, you know, some thoughts from a former teammate. But just to read up on him, obviously, I didn't have the pleasure of watching him. You know, I was not around back then. But to think about an organization that had been around since 1927, I believe. And he was the first Ranger to have 300 goals. You know, he played for Team Canada. He really did it all. So it's pretty, you know, it's an impressive career. I believe 1982 was the year he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's special. Yeah, uh, again, Montreal born, his 406 goals, 1,021 points for Gilbert. Both of those lead Rangers uh, all-time scoring still to this day. Just part of a line called the goal a game line. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I think you're doing pretty well for yourself. Now, uh, coming up later on the show after the 1 o'clock news, we'll hear from Ron Duguay, uh, a former NHL here right now. He's working with the New York Post in the sports section there. He's got a podcast, and uh, he will weigh in on not only the passing of Rod Gilbert, but uh, also King Henrik's retirement. Henrik Lundqvist calling it a career after 15 NHL seasons last week. How about just the new look of the Rangers this year, bringing in Gerard Gallant, a little bit more edge behind the bench. They cleaned house in the front office to the end of last year as well looks like they really not only did they take it on the chin physically from the Washington Capitals but they took it on the chin to the point where the franchise decided they needed a bit of a makeover and we'll get some thoughts from Duguay on that as well yeah they brought in some serious toughness guy named Ryan Reeves yeah a guy named Ryan Reeves they committed to Barkley Goudreau who's now got a couple Stanley Cups to his credit or at least one he's got two though he was there for both of those so he brings that experience to an otherwise really young roster and we'd better find out whether they're going to try and package something together still for Jack Eichel who you've got an update on coming up a little later on in NHL today so today's guests who are you hearing from it's been a while since I've uh, brought that up Ron Duguay again coming up after one o'clock that news break Reed Wilkins will join us at 1235 doing a bit of a switcheroo here with John Shannon who will join us after the 130 news with some thoughts on well the Arizona arena deal that is not anymore what's going on with the coyotes are they going to be playing in glendale is it posturing by either of these parties well that's an interesting one we had some thoughts last week from dave mccarthy who writes uh, for nhl.com as all as well as hosting on sirius xm nhl network radio dave mccarthy did i say dax dave mccarthy (laughs) as we hear uh, inside the oilers now audio vault that's brought to you by direct workwear where safety meets savings in edmonton fort mcmurray and online at directworkwear.com so where what what is happening with with Arizona and where could the Coyotes play next year? They're in a tight spot right now, uh, Arizona. Obviously, because at the end of uh, this coming season, right now, they're homeless. Look, they they want to build a new rink. This is not a secret. This has been in the news for uh, some degree of time. But what's happened now is that uh, the city of Glendale, I think, has essentially called 
the Coyotes' bluff and said, okay, go ahead and do it. Because what, what happens then is if, if the Coyotes build a new facility, well, that essentially becomes competition to uh, the Gila River Arena in terms of booking events outside of hockey games. So, um, and, and now that this is why the, the Coyotes are in a tight spot is because even if they book um, uh, the, the deal on a new arena and they put a shovel in the ground today, it's not going to be ready for October 15 months from now, it's, it's going to take probably minimum three years. We've seen how long it's taken them to get the uh, the job done uh, down there on Long Island for their new facility. It's been a, a number of years. So where do the Coyotes play in the interim? Well, it could be a negotiating ploy. The, the city is saying, no, no, it's not a negotiation. You know, off you go. It's been a slice. Um, Garrett Bettman, the, the commissioner of the National Hockey League, is saying, no, they're negotiating. I'm not worried. That's what the sides are saying publicly. Um, obviously, in, in that type of a situation, you're, you're going to say what both sides have said. You wonder if something can get worked out behind the scenes, though. And, and what's, what's happened now is that, well, suddenly Glendale has found themselves in a position of really high leverage in these negotiations. So if they want to uh, bridge their way to a new arena, well, then they're going to have to pay up. It's going to cost them a lot of money. If not, and if they can work out a deal, what Craig told me, and he's been down in, in that marketplace, that area of the country for a long, long time, there really is no other local option that is feasible for an NHL team right now. So I guess the long and short of it is the Coyotes are in a really tight spot. And my sources are telling me that the city of Glendale is also in kind of a tight financial spot in their own right. So... Is this posturing right now to try and get the Coyotes to pony up? And, and what I mean by that is is two things, as I understand it. A, commit to using our facility for longer than year to year. How about 10 or 15 or 20 years? That sounds like a little more financial certainty for the side that definitely needs it. The other angle is this is a building that needs upgrades that neither one of these parties seems to want to afford. So you've got a new ownership group uh, that is avoiding or procrastinating or whatever the case may be for them to actually break ground on a new arena, which has been promised to this franchise. They cleaned, the, they cleaned house. They booted out Rick Tockett. They handed him his walking papers. They bring in Andre Tourney. It looks like this whole new direction for a franchise that suddenly doesn't have a home. So, like, where, where are we at with this? But again, if you're a franchise losing money year after year, which seems like it is, why would they want to go and pump a bunch of money into the Gila River Arena if they do plan on moving? And why would another arena, say if it's owned by the Phoenix Suns or whatever, want to give them a lifeboat and say, hey, just come play here for a few years and then go take away money out of our barn, you know, once you have your own in Scottsdale or wherever you want? Exactly. So the Sun Devils hockey team, they are trying to build a new, or, or the thought was at one point that in Tempe, which is a far better actual location, relative to the rest of the Phoenix metropolitan metropolitan area, I guess. Uh, far better, more accessible, more logical than Glendale ever was. But there hasn't been any ground broken on that, and the idea was that it was going to be a hockey rink that could house enough people to justify an NHL team playing there, but also house the Sun Devils hockey and basketball programs. But that's 
two or three or four years down the road right now. And that's why I think the city of Glendale is looking at this saying, we're kind of backed into a corner financially here. So let's press our thumb down on the situation and, and arguably the only way we have left to do it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was Katie Strang of The Athletic who wrote the article saying that there's still some unpaid bills and that that might even be one of the reasons why we don't have or why they don't have shovels in the ground yet in for a new arena is because they still got some ponying up to do. Hmm. Well, we'll try and get some thoughts from Craig Morgan himself, who's been on the Coyotes beat for a number of years uh, down in Arizona. That should be coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Right now, let's send it to NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company. Branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Well, the final arbitration case of the year is settled. Failure signs Travis Sanheim two years, $4.675 million per pretty high cap hit right there LA Kings unrestricted free agent world junior hero Tyler Steenberger Steenbergen he's off to Finland signs with TPS per Michael Russo this broke about you know minutes before we went on air here Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild have resumed contract talks this comes after Seska Moscow has publicly stated he's not going to play there this season and the final round of the Olympic men's hockey qualifiers begins Thursday in Bratislava Oslo and Riga the AAHF they've agreed to pay for COVID and insurance for NHL players to, to participate this week. Winners from each of those groups will play in the Olympics in 2022. Now, this is the event that, in specific, the Players Association has advised NHL players not to attend. And the reason for that was the COVID thing? Correct. That's what it sounds like. So they've made the amendment there. Maybe that's a good sign for Olympic participation. It's certainly one of the things that had to have been addressed leading up to it. And we're not that far away at this point, less than six months out from when it should be. This has to move the needle a little closer to the right direction, though, if we're getting any chellers in the games. And then I wonder whether they're looking closely at being with the proximity to the Edmonton Elks and what's unfolding currently within that organization. I, I wonder if the other professional sports league or, or the powers that be look at that. And I mean, there isn't a mandated vaccination in, in uh, the CFL. And I know that that just drags things into really gray, murky, ugly waters. But the fact is the Elks have an outbreak right now. And I think that if you're a hockey team, you're going to do anything that you can to mitigate that in-house, and you're certainly not going to be inviting opportunities to go mix and mingle with other players who may be adhering to different health standards and protocols in their own teams and then go get together to represent Kazakhstan and, and play in the Olympic qualifiers. And if you're in the NHL, you don't have the luxury of playing one game a week or one game every two weeks. You know, th this new schedule, it's going to have to be even more compacted if you want to fit that, is it two-week Olympic break whatever it is you don't have time to mess around it, I think it's a full three week Olympic break and you look at the, the schedule in February is completely thinned out they play at home do the Oilers I think it's the second or third and then they're done until the very end of the month so this is how it's structured right now um, obviously, there's a provisional schedule that would not include an Olympic break, but we're getting to the stage, and we've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, but inching closer, ever closer now, to a point where, and it sounds like we, we may start to see some genuine movement this week. But we'll find that out for sure when we connect with our NHL insider, John Shannon. He's always got the uh, the uh, the latest on the Olympic 
participation news, I suppose we'd call it at this point. That coming up after 1.30. Reed Wilkins to talk about that Elks outbreak of COVID, but also the outbreak of offense that we saw in BC finally on Thursday night after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.